0: This is an area that I particularly love. The Arbinger Institute folks are real proponents of seeing other people as human beings and seeing ourselves as humans, too. We can either put ourselves above other people and have real problems thinking we're better than them, or put ourselves below others and thinking we just don't measure up and we're not good enough. But right in the middle, that's the sweet spot. We see ourselves as good as other people. We can see everybody. We can do what we want to do to make a difference in this world. The problem is, it's nearly impossible to do that online and be comfortable. It's really difficult to know what a good balance is when you're doing this virtually over the Internet. Maybe it's asynchronous. You're making your comments, and other people are seeing those comments later on. They're not going to see your facial expression They might not hear your tone of voice, especially if it's text-based, if it's written. They're going to take your comments, your presence, the thing you do to show up in that classroom online, and they're going to interpret that however they like. So if you show up as the best you, the real you, the incredible educator that you are trying to be, some people will really resist that. They'll find fault in you. They'll criticize you. If you show up as half of yourself and really don't fully put yourself out there, if you try to be superficial, hold back, don't let them really get a sense of who you are and wield your power as the tyrannical leader in that space, they'll really reject that and resist that even more. No matter what effort you put in, there will always be someone who responds poorly or disappears in your online classroom it can be so easy to take all of this personally that flies in the face of showing up as your authentic self as being your best self being authentic in online education is the critical step to success in this endeavor as the educator you have so much to offer you're a unique human being you've got your own experience your own educational background your own beliefs about things and you have a lot to offer your online students, no matter what age they are, no matter what situation they're in. If you hold back on those things, it will be very difficult for you to make an impact on other people and on the world the way you might like to. Showing up authentically is the best chance you have to do a good job with your students and to get lots of satisfaction after out of your educational endeavors, out of teaching, basically. So the problem is, Distance learning and online work are inherently depersonalized. This modality of education, more than any other way, takes the you out of the situation the most. It's fraught with peril from the very beginning. It makes it difficult for people to really get a sense of who you are. And it's something that makes you have to try all the more to show up with authenticity with authenticity. Being authentic is hard enough, right? What does it mean to be authentic? Well, being authentic means that there's a human element to who you show up as in the online classroom. It's helping students get to know you, it's carrying out your educational duties, your grading, your posting in discussion forums, all those things. It's all those things you do in the online classroom and doing it the way you believe in. If you believe in doing it really high power, high energy, five days a week, and you're going to really open and close it with flair, you're going to include links and videos and do certain things, it means that you do it that way. If you're not that kind of person, if you're a no-nonsense, very concise, streamlined person, You're going to go in there three days a week, one day on the weekend. You're going to be very concise about your comments, and you're really going to do it a different way than that. We'll we'll show up that way. Whatever is authentic to you, it must be done. It also needs to be engaging enough to meet the requirements of whatever institution you're teaching for and meet the needs of the learners in your classroom. So that authenticity can be competing with some of your core beliefs. It can also be competing with your personal style. But either way, your authenticity is the real you showing up and making a difference in only the way that you can. I'd like to share that I have managed and supervised four or 500 faculty at this point. I just finished my sixth year of being a director managing faculty and teaching excellence exclusively and among all those faculty that I have observed, coached, met with, hired, um, dismissed, all kinds of different actions have occurred and in all those things it's very, very obvious when there is a faculty member that I'm observing who is not showing up. I can find no trace of personality or personal experience or educational experience, I find no images, I find no story or examples. Um, Usually the presence throughout the entire course is very thin, very light, and it could be just anybody. You know, there's nothing that indicates who that person really is. And if I'm observing that and I'm getting that sense from the observation, guess what? Students are too. They have no idea who that person is. There's no sense of you in that experience when that happens. On the flip side, I've had the very delightful experience of observing faculty who are totally all in. They're showing up. So they've got a video on the front page that introduces themselves, and they're speaking in their own voice. There are images to illustrate different points. There are comments that bring in their insights and their expertise, and there are really thoughtful questions And they're not the same for every student. They're different. They're based on what the students are saying. So I can see this personality. And that personality is incredibly clear. We're calling that social presence. If you're familiar with the COI, it's the community of inquiry. It stands for teaching presence, social presence, and cognitive presence. And those teaching presence things are are like the grading, the announcements, the different things. The social presence, though, That helps your students know who you are. Not just that you're there, but a little sense of you-ness in this experience. That's the best thing about you, is how you show up. And students really, really want that. Online more than any other type of learning, they need that. That's how they feel trust for you. If there is ever a doubt on your grading, or if there is ever a misunderstanding in the classroom, students can be incredibly forgiving when they know who you are or if they feel like they know who you are. Likewise, if they don't have any sense of you, they are very quick to complain, reach out, drop the class, ask for a refund, and so forth. There are a lot of things that happen when students cannot latch on to your identity. Just a little bit goes a long, long ways. So I want to share just a few things from Brene Brown. In her book, daring greatly. There are some excellent tips and strategies about how to be authentic. And it can be very difficult to be authentic. We want to show up, but we also don't know, well, how much is enough? How much is too much? How do I do this? Um, So I'm going to give you a few tips from her book to help you understand. So the first thing is being able to actually share something about yourself your fears, hopes, struggles, joy, in a hope, like a helpful way that is connecting to other people. As a real human being, we all have fears, hopes, struggles, and joy. We might have good examples that illustrate some course concept, some topic we're talking about. If we can share those little bits, not the drama, not the super big story, but the brief example And more importantly, what you learned, what you thought about it, how it connects to your students, that's where beautiful connection is built. Now, if you overdo it, you do what um, Brene Brown calls floodlighting. And in floodlighting, you're sort of taking advantage of the loyalty or tolerance in your relationship to make yourself feel better and you're oversharing and it's way too intense and it's kind of um, just inappropriate for lack of a better word and Brene says people are going to recoil shut down it, it compounds shame and disconnection and it really it's kind of intended to discharge your own discomfort or your own over closeness or your own fast moving feelings about relationships So if you find that you're tempted to tell students something totally detailed and private about yourself, don't. That's not good authenticity. That's something that really creates a lack of trust and discomfort from your students. So it's going to make them feel confused, manipulated, depleted, and just generally uncomfortable. In fact, I've seen instructors do this. Um, I had one faculty member several years ago I'm not sure what was going on with this person really, but the story was in the course announcements like weekly. And she would post these announcements to her students explaining her internet problems. Um, One time she talked about how the internet company um, had constant interruptions and they just didn't have good service in her area. And she couldn't get online last night because her kids were doing something. And then today there was an outage and, um, Last week, she had a lot of explanations about why she couldn't be in the classroom. It appeared to me as the observer as if this overly detailed personal backstory was intended to relate to the students, to connect to them, and to help them like, feel sympathy for their instructor and be forgiving about her late grading or her absences. Instead, it just looked like a bunch of excuses for late grading and absences, and it was oversharing in the extreme too much detail. So if you have an issue that really is a problem, like while you're teaching a course, seek out the appropriate people to help solve the problem and deal with the issue. It's always human and very authentic to generally let your students know, um, due to a circumstance outside my control, this happened with your grading or whatever, and, and when to expect it. But overly detailed stories really turn students off and are not considered authentic. So I would discourage that. Um, So make sure that you have good outlets to talk about things that you're concerned about, complaints you have, grievances you have, and not in your classroom. Always think about this short checklist, which Brene Brown shares in her chapter on the Vulnerability Armory in Dairy Greatly. If you have a copy of this book, it's around page 162. And these are the good questions you want to think about when you share things about yourself with online students. First, why am I sharing it? Then, what outcome am I hoping for? And, what emotions am I experiencing? And next, do my intentions align with my values? And then is there an outcome response or lack of a response that will hurt my feelings? So for example, if you're asking students to reply about a story you're telling them from your own life, what kind of response do you really think you're looking for? If you're provocative as a human being, if you seek responses all the time, if you feel like you need this kind of thing it's kind of approval seeking. And you might want to find a different venue for that. Eventually, students are going to complain about that. And it does not seem authentic. If you share an example to illustrate, um, and then you ask them questions about how that connects to their lives, that would actually further an education based agenda, and help them think about something more deeply. And that could be a really great way of being authentic, and yet making it connect to your students instead of being like self-serving. Another question is, is this sharing in the service of connection? Will it help you build relationships with your students? And lastly, am I genuinely asking the people for what I need? Now, if you need something from your students and you're sharing just a little brief thing about it, great. If you're hint dropping or being sort of passive, aggressive, and hoping they guess Definitely find a new way to approach that. Things that can be attention-seeking and make you feel like you're just really trying to get them to respond to you, um, really fight your ability to be authentic. Things that are authentic are sharing the mutual struggle you might be having. For example, when COVID-19 is going on and everyone is struggling just a little bit to feel like it is Monday or, or it is Friday, That's something that a little humor about would be a great way to be authentically showing up. Um, In this Daring Greatly book, there are two other things I want to just bring up. One is serpentining and the difference between that and being present, paying attention and moving forward. Serpentining is hugely energy draining, and it's kind of like maneuvering around, um, zigzagging through a situation and not going straight for what is needed. I have seen a lot of faculty try very hard to be authentic, but they're making comments that are indirect and suggesting. Or in grading comments, when you give feedback in your essays and forum discussions in different places you give your feedback, I've seen folks ask questions and use just a word or two with a question mark. Um, I've even seen a few people write the word really, question mark, which is kind of asking the student, like, did you mean to say this, but it's such shorthand and abbreviation that it's not helping the student to know you at all and doesn't help them understand what you're trying to ask. So in contrast to serpentining, which would be this energy draining, running back and forth and zigzagging around, the opposite is being present, paying attention, and moving forward. When we are being present with students, we're responding to exactly what they need. If they've written an essay about a completely wrong topic, we are letting them know that unfortunately they have interpreted the essay directions incorrectly and have written about a wrong topic. Maybe it would be even helpful to say, I understand it happens sometimes. You might be stressed or busy. I'm happy to work with you on a rewrite. If you're not, of course, don't say that. But um, whatever it is you need to say, if you can be direct and kind and really pay attention to what's going on. You can move forward with less energy spent, and you can save yourself a lot of time. Another thing mentioned in Daring Greatly is a shield of cynicism, criticism, coolness, and cruelty. Um, When you are being your most authentic self, not everyone responds well to that. Sometimes people misinterpret what we do or say because they're assuming we're being sarcastic or cynical. Or maybe we're tempted to be that way. Online, our intentions can be misinterpreted in, in massive ways already. We have to take great care to not be cynical, not be critical, not be hint dropping and not be cruel. Um, comments like it's a loser idea or it's stupid, totally lame, uncool. Um, Things that indicate we might not care or we are in some way thinking the student approached it with a lack of care, even if that's what we think we need to take a little break, deep breathing and give an authentic response and assume the best of intent in our students. One way to show up authentically is from the very first day of your online class sharing some things about yourself. One instructor I really loved, she shared this image of herself in another country. She was sharing the fact that she had a particular love for this country and had done some research there. It was just one way to help students get to know her, and I just loved that approach. Another one had a tandem bike that he and his wife would ride, and there was a picture he placed on the homepage of the course of the two of them with their tandem bike. Again, it humanized him. And it showed a very authentic person there. So anything you can do to kind of bring the you into the classroom without oversharing and while being direct and not hinting around at things and not using those devices like cynicism or criticism, when you can be direct, assume the best intent of your students and share the authentic you that you are, you're going to get a much better return from your students. You're going to encourage them to show up authentically as well. And overall, it's a much better experience for everyone. In closing, I encourage you to think about some of those things that help you enjoy life and enjoy teaching. And most of all, enjoy the subject matter that you're teaching and find ways to integrate those naturally into the comments you post, into the announcements you make, any videos and images you share, and that authenticity is gradually going to come through until it's very strong and there's a great sense of you in your online teaching. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. As you try out these ideas, visit my blog and share your results. How did they work? What would you add? Any suggestions, comments, or questions? Best wishes this week in the Grand Online Teaching Adventure.